Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right, welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here, and today we're going to talk white label digital marketing. I, I mean, I, I will try and figure out how to describe this. My good friend, Dom Buck here. I mean, great friend, super genius marketer. Um, you know, like even say, I think Dobbin, even calling it digital marketing gives it a, like, it's not even, it's not high enough of a word for it, but thank you for being on the show today. <laughs> yeah. Great to be here. Ian. always a pleasure, you know, and, uh, just every time I've, I've had anything to do with you, been around you, hung out with you, we've always had a great time. And, uh, you know, I admire your business and your vision. And so it's, it's great to be honored with this connection. It's great. Jeez, oh, jeez. Dobbin runs Get You Wired, which is, one, I mean, one of the premier uh, funnel building digital marketing agencies in the country. I mean, so many people go to them. So everyone you know, people you can't talk about. It's top secret. Um, <laughs> And he runs it from a cabin in the woods in Georgia. Uh, and before we get into, you know, how to, you know, add digital marketing on as a service, add digital marketing services, Dobbin, let's real quick recap how you got to a cabin in Georgia with filled with digital marketing geniuses. Yeah, it's been an interesting tale. And first of all, I get way too much credit. So I have two business partners that we are the leadership team. And my wife has actually become a fourth member of the leadership team. So Dobbin Buck himself is incapable of accomplishing all the incredible things that, that we've done. But the amazing tale is that we started out here in Dahlonega, Georgia, backwoods of North Georgia. I'm here in our cabin headquarters right now. So it's like a 6,000 square foot cabin looking office that used to be the headquarters for a log home developer but we started off down on our town square with like five people in a little cramped office and over the last uh really since around 2008 now we existed before then but but our growth period began around 2008 now we're up to around 50 full-time team members and um normally this office space which Right now, there's only two people in the entire office, myself and then my wife back in her office. It's normally filled with coders and copywriters and designers and all sorts of weird people. Um, because of COVID, we're on a work from home schedule still. And I think after we get through this, we're going to stay on that. But anyway, we've been able to, to, to serve small businesses. Our sweet spot is small businesses between one and $10 million in annual revenue. Of course, I do have my unicorns that are like a billion dollars in annual revenue, but generally how, really how we've grown our business has been in that um, small business space, uh, stage five uh, small businesses that we've, we've been able to serve and help them grow and scale. And, uh, and it's been, an, it continues to be an exciting journey for for all of us so um yeah no, it, a lot of it, you, i mean it's amazing because you've seen a lot right you've seen a lot and you you see all these businesses um and you see what's working what's worked and what hasn't worked how do you stay ahead of the curve grow a business 
and still say nimble enough to serve small businesses at, at the level you do? You know, I think it's just stay connected like you and I, you know, I, we, we jam. I hear what Ian's up to. Uh, you know, I hear what all my, my buddies are. You know, I'm in different masterminds. I'm paying attention to other agency owners. I look at what they're doing. I follow the market trends. I follow the, I'm, because we're an agency, I stay plugged in with different SaaS companies. I join their ecosystems. I find out what's going on. I try and stay in the buzz. And really, for me, a lot of how we've stayed in tune and how we've grown has been following the business. Now, people might disagree with me. I'm going to visualize what I want to do with my company and then make that happen. That has not been my strong suit. My strong suit has been recognizing opportunities and then training up and tooling up to be able to take advantage of them. So we have a cross-section of enough talent here. You know, like I have uh, 15, 16 full-stack developers here in-house, and then we've got uh, creative talent, we've got PMs, we've got administrative people and trainers, onboarders, implementers, et cetera. So we've got a lot of different people, a lot of different talents. And when we get into something new, skill set wise, we're normally already there. It's just a matter of training in and dialing into the opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, you, that's something interesting there too, because this leads into what we're talking about. But I think so many people think of, and I was just on the phone with another agency owner, and so many people think of, you know, digital marketing as this one skill set. It's this, okay, you're good at SEO, but even SEO has, what, five other skill sets within it, with content writing, link building, outreach, uh, technical SEO. Um, you know, how did you, how do you go by identifying what skill sets you need and then finding the right people? Because that's tough. Normally through failure. <laughs> so historically, you know, it's like you get into something and then you realize sort of sometimes where you're falling short. Like we all think, hey, you know, we're, you know, we're true players. We can get in and do this. But pretty quickly, a lot of times we'll get into something. It's like, ooh, we need, you know, we need a little bit more help in this area. We need a little bit more help in this area or we need to grow in this area. So it's not perfect, but you know, with the way that we train our employees, particularly like our developers, we're going through all the web development stuff, all of the campaign development stuff and multiple marketing automation systems, um, all aspects of full stack development, you know, through, you know, basic HTML and CSS and JavaScript, et cetera, et cetera, into advanced principles of PHP. And so we have a pretty broad swath of training for each particular skill set. And really it's required because of the varied amount of business that we get. So some of it's really heavy marketing, some of it's really heavy development. And we've just been forced. I mean, let's face it, folks. Uh, I'm out here in the backwoods of North Georgia in a cabin. We have no local clients whatsoever so we've had to be able to really grab hold of opportunities you have to keep the business flowing to keep this many people on payroll and and, and keep it going so we, we have to be you know talented in a lot of a lot of different directions but it's it continues to be a learning process for us we aren't experts at everything we'll never be experts at everything things are moving so fast we just do our best. And, you know, the, the main thing, Ian, is um, 
in alignment with our core values, always holding the customer first and make sure, making sure that we're able to get them in alignment with their vision for their goals, their, for their business, their success, et cetera, et cetera. So when you keep that as your, uh, you know, as the light at the end of the tunnel, um, and sometimes it's a long tunnel and sometimes it's a very short tunnel, you know, we always have our focus on that and that's where we hang our hats. So we've been, we've been fortunate to be able to pull it off. I think, well, I agree with the failure part, not that you're a failure, but it, it's how you learn. But, you know, yeah. you're, talk, you're talking, you know, 15, 16 years of failures that are going into what's working now. Um, and, how, you know, how do you identify? Because if I'm a small, so, I think there's so many small businesses owners out there and, and digital marketers are perpetuating this myth that think that they can do everything on their own. But then to get at the level that you are, you have to have this team of amazing people. How do you keep that up? And how do you do you identify those people that are, are there? Because that's that's tough. Yeah. So, you know, how do we keep it up? Um, it's sort of a, a joke, but we're, you know, we just don't know when to stop. Like we're just so crazy. <laughs> we're just so crazy that we keep pushing. Sometimes we continue to exist through brute effort, you know, like brute force, pushing through, pushing through. It isn't always taking the smartest direction. It's quite frankly, not giving up and, and keeping going. Um, the aspect of talent is really interesting because we have a local college here about 15 minutes from here called uh, UNG, University of North Georgia in Dahlonega. It's a great school. They have a computer science department. They have a marketing department. And so we're able to uh, get incredible young people at an economy that uh, we can afford and get them into our system. And one thing is, is that we're an agency of training. So we have mentors, we have shadowing, we have you know uh, training membership sites that get people to a certain point and then they're working one-on-one -on -one with an expert internally. So we're really able to home grow our talent. But we do have a 12-part hiring process, which is very rigorous. Um, a lot of people drop out of it. And along the way, it takes between 30 and 45 days to navigate our hiring process. So if you want to get a job here in a week or something and start getting paid, probably not going to happen unless you're like, a really cool fly fisherman that went, that I that I want to hang with, or you know, there's some there's some per, personal benefit on top of you being incredible, you know, so that I could trust it. You know, you've you've got something else to bring to the table, but it, you know, we just take it real seriously because this is what I just explained. We're an agency, we're a company of training, right? Yeah. When you when you train young people and you care about them and you help expand their understanding, there's a stickiness that, that, that exceeds, let's just say the economies or the transactional nature of our compensations with them. You know, it's like your, your family, you, you're growing a family. And so, um, so we take it really seriously who gets through the hiring process because immediately we're spending money on them. Some people might say we're losing money um, until they become uh, billable, and then it might still be a while before they become profitable the way that we operate. So there's a lot of investment that goes on with our company. And you know what, we've got it dialed in so well that um, it's a highly worthwhile investment that 
uh, is really what keeps us going and, and allows us to be scalable. Um, especially now, like nobody wants to work, dude. Have no. you tried hiring anybody recently? <laughs> no. Like when when you're when you're hiring right now in in COVID world, you know, I think that people can make more money staying home these days than they can coming in. But the people that want to start a career, learn something, and feel great about helping other people and work with you know like-minded, fun, backwoods North Georgians, um, this is definitely the place. I bring that up because I also think there's this misconception that people can, you know, just go out and hire a digital marketer, right? And, you know, the, oh, this person took this course or they had this job. And I'm like, I can't emphasize to everyone listening how great an agency Dobbin has and how skilled, like, they are because it's not easy. And it's not one of those things that you really can just go out and find these people because there's no school that teaches anyone well. Right. Even if they have a digital marketing degree, it's there's no way that they can have, keep the curriculum. up. Yeah, it gets them to a certain point. But the thing about it is there there's. Yeah, and, and I don't know everything, so please don't interpret me as sounding like a know it all. But um, people compartmentalize certain movements in digital marketing like, oh, you just do this or you just do this or you just use this type of campaign or this type of campaign, you know, campaign number 26 on my list of campaigns. Well, <laughs> I found that that works at a certain economy, okay, like someone that wants to ha have something quick and dirty, no guarantee whether it's going to work or not or, or things like that. It may work. It may not. In, in most cases, fortunately, it's better than what they had before, okay? Yeah. So that's that's where the bar is set with a lot of people, as long as it's better than what we, what I had before. But what I've learned, and, and I'm sure you can, you're a testament to this because I know that you're like world-class at content, Ian. It's that Tons of hard work have to go into research to understand your markets, the unique aspects of your clients' businesses, to really get that messaging dialed in and to monitor it and keep modeling it based on the statistical feedback that we're getting, the metrics that we're getting back from within the system. It is hard, bloody work. It is not one and done. It is it is a commitment to excellence and it is a commitment to our clients. And that's really what we have have realized any of you agency owners out there that were to were to were maybe come here and observe firsthand what some of my people go through to meet the mark for our clients you would say oh this hillbilly's lost his mind you know <laughs> and um and and it, it might be true but it's this commitment to a standard that that it's not what I have. I, my standard is in alignment with my core values. But the peeps here, they go the extra mile. You know, they really put in they put in a lot for our clients. And you know what? Our clients feel it. And do 100 percent of my clients appreciate what we bring to the table? No, I've been in this deal long enough to know that you can't make everybody happy. But statistically speaking, we're moving the needle and we're making people happy and we're helping people to accomplish their vision for success for their business and their families so that's great yeah I mean, and that's amazing and uh, you know you, you know you're doing the best work um and like you said the, the testing that kind of thing that's something that just and and you learn so much over time but also you know you talked about like copy and messaging um and i know you do a lot around direct response how important do you think is direct response to businesses 
to every business, like not just, you know, a direct response business? Oh, I think that it's critical. And I think that I think it's highly overlooked, you know, and you see it all the time, especially when you're talking about digital marketing. And a lot of times you're hiring someone that like can put together a quick campaign in Keep or Infusionsoft or Active Campaign or HubSpot or well, HubSpot's a little bit off in, in a different realm and a lot of the people that work in it. But, you know, it's sort of a, a a simplistic approach to get someone somewhere quickly. And ultimately when we're talking about fully embracing direct response is having an overarching strategy from the beginning that is comprehensive, thoughtful, and is truly designed to, to move the needle. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, it's crucial. I think, I think across the board, it needs to be considered everywhere. I, I, I agree. I agree because it's like you I, you see these campaigns and I think there's a lot of old school marketing out there because you didn't have direct response available and now it's now it's you can't do any you won't get results without some aspect of it will you no no it's it just it's and if you all I mean I've talked a lot about direct response I talk about it again it just I think because I emphasize it so much is having that direct response mentality you know we have it in our content all of our content is built across all the funnel. It's not, because I mean, it's as simple as this, right? It's, you wouldn't tell the same story to someone you just met in the same way as someone that you know, like if Dob and I have known each other for years, I wouldn't tell the same story to those two people the same way. Right. And it's as simple as that, but um, along that line, and I want to get into the white labeling thing, but what I love about Dob too is he's a student of NLP. And I, I want to get a little bit of NLP info from you at first before, uh, because I, I, I think it's fascinating and it's worked in his business and it's helped him. But let's talk a little about what NLP is and why, why it's important to your business. Yeah, well, how I, how I fell into it was um, I was always a good salesman, you know, and I came from a, a sales and strategic background. Um, historically, I, I uh, built museums for a living for over a decade and I was involved in the sales process and the conceptual design process for a lot of museums, possibly a lot of museums you all have been to out there. And um, certainly near you, Ian, you know, Orlando Science Center, one of the floors there, U.S. Astronaut Hall of Fame, the whole Hall of Fame built that. Um, That's amazing. Uh, a lot of st- a lot of stuff in Florida, um, uh, the, a lot of the pavilions around Epcot Center and then the old innovation interventions that's by the AT&T Globe, Spaceship Earth did part of that, like a lot of Florida stuff we were, we were building that's so um, cool. in my early career. So I helped with the contract management of that stuff and then the conceptual design, not so much at Disney because they have got all these weird people at the interventions that come in and do everything, but, um, but a lot of fun. And um, so I, I, was, I was into sales, back to NLP, and through that process, and then much later in life, moving forward, when I got into the world of you know website design and all of this stuff, and and digital marketing and the agency, as that crept into my life, I was selling really well, but I needed to expand my sales team, so I started hiring salespeople, right? And they would, um, I'd train them, sit and talk to them, educate them on our products, educate them on how to sell the products. And then they'd listen to me on calls and, uh, you know, whenever I'd 
uh, talk to someone from Minnesota. I went to high school in Minnesota. So I'd be like, oh, you're from Minnesota. And they'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I grew up in Grand Marais, Minnesota. Have you ever heard of that? And they'd be like, oh, Grand Marais, we go up there for summer vacation all the time. I'm like, oh, incredible. Have you ever been to Sven and Oli's Pizza? And they're like, Sven and Oli's? Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm like, great. I was their first employee, right? So I got this whole spiel about from people in Minnesota. Now, probably every state or topic or anything, I have a connection point on. That's, you know, part of what we do. But I was sitting in my office and uh, right over here, and I used to keep these guys out here in the in the main atrium at desks to where I could listen to them. And all of a sudden, I hear one of these cats on the sales call, and he's like, oh, you're from Minnesota. Guess what? I'm from Grand Marais, Minnesota. Have you ever heard of Spendinoli's Pizza? Like, this guy's repeating my life story. I'm like, holy shit. I hope that they don't go ask him any deeper questions about Minnesota. But, you know, so that was sort of funny. But anyway, I wasn't getting the results out of my sales team that I was getting out of myself with them copying me with doing all this other stuff. So I talked to um, a, a real estate influencer that's a very good friend of mine, client and business partner in some ventures. His name is Greg Harrelson out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, a genius. And I was like, Greg, how do you have... 50 top producing real estate agents that can sell like, you know, there's special forces salespeople up there. And he's like, oh, that would be uh, my coaching and NLP. And I'm like, NLP, what's that? And he's like, neuro-linguistic programming. So I'm hitting Google and I'm downloading everything. I'm ordering books from Amazon. And, you know, this is years and years ago. And uh, I just got confused. I got it. But ultimately, it was confusing because it got into conversational hypnosis and all sorts of modeling. And I won't go into all the details of the tool, tool chest that we have in NLP. But I started sitting in on his uh, training calls with his team, with his NLP coach. I started picking it up. And then I found out that Richard Bandler, who was one of the uh, founders of NLP um, with John Grinder was giving courses in Orlando, Florida, of all places. So um, I went down for nine days of training with him, and it completely allowed me to understand what I was doing successfully and then how to impart that onto other people because I didn't even understand my technique as it applies to being able to duplicate it or model it. I just do things sort of naturally. So I was able to identify the things that I do and understand a little bit more about why they work. Then I came back and I started training my team and I hired a full-time NLP coach. I actually traded marketing services to a guy for a year and we traded uh, services back and forth. And, um, you know, we really got into it. And, you know, the first idea of NLP is that, hey, I can, you know, I have these powers that I can, you know, manipulate you on the other end of this phone or this video, your, your thought process and, and, you know, control you to some degree. And that may have its truths, but the true benefit and the power of it that I found was my ability to influence myself, to put myself into a specific state, to put myself into a state of pure focus and servitude to the people that I'm communicating with, to where I'm able to, at an expedited rate, break through their fears and get into a place to where we can actually talk about, you know, 
the issue at hand and, and, and what we can do to achieve success together. And so I would, I learned how to put myself into a state, how to all sorts of techniques of communication with people, but really it's about building trust at an expedited rate and being able to get people to break down their barriers, overcome the obstacles, some basic sales stuff, some things a little bit more mystical, um, but it works, you know, and people say, oh, are you, you, do you use it now? And I'm like, you know, I used to think about it all the time and like practice. Now it's just become normal. It's just become part of my extension of myself, um, the, at least the methodology from within it that I use. And I think it's fascinating. And any of you out there that are aren't familiar with it, you know, check out some of these courses that, um, that, uh, Richard Bandler has, uh, you know, floating around, he'll be around for a few more years. Orlando is one of his locations. So it's a cool place to go. You can see Ian when you're in town and then, you know, go and get some, get some wisdom. If he's not high, if he's not hiding out on a boat in winter park. <laughs> uh, um, yes, I, I, I will hide out in the boat as soon as, uh, very often. Uh, but I, you know, I think one of the big things I, I, I noticed there too is, you know, I think this is the key to sales is you said attitude, like how you switch your focus and attitude and serve serving the person. Just getting in there and always be like, I'm going to help that person. I hear so much about people doing this, you know, all these other techniques and everything. But really, that's the key. I mean, yes, there's other things that you need to do. But if you go with the, with the mental idea of serving, right, you're going to win most of the time. Yeah, we win a lot. And it's about being present, you know, in the moment. Like right now, I'm not thinking about what happened earlier in the day. And I'm not thinking about what I'm going to do um, after you and I uh, have this conversation, I'm here, I'm present with you. I'm 100% dedicated to you. I care about you and I care about the outcome of our conversation. And you know what? People can feel it. I know this. This is one more thing I'll say about this. Everybody has a hole in them. Somewhere in their life, they feel neglected. They feel that they're, um, you know, uh, their their boss or their employees don't appreciate them for what they're worth. Their spouse or their significant other, you know, doesn't appreciate all they do for them. Their kids don't respect them. Uh, I feel that right now, by the way. My daughter's 15. She wants nothing to do with me, but it's a different story. Um, you know, their friends, their friends want them to succeed, just not as much as them. Right. So there's always these latent feelings that maybe the world isn't treating people um, with the honor and respect that they feel they deserve. And so when you can come into a conversation and completely honor someone, completely give them of yourself and give them your attention and they feel it, it's different than what they're feeling in the outside world. And they you're filling a void that then they associate with what they're going to receive with the rest of your services, right? So they think that this experience that they're having with you is going to, this feeling, this great feeling that they're having in the call with you is going to be perpetuated down the line in your business. And ideally, hopefully it does. But, um, but that's the thing. You know, it doesn't matter what you're selling. Airplanes, paper clips, digital marketing, same thing, you know. So much of the decisions are an extension of an emotional response as opposed to like a, a pragmatic transactional response. Yeah. 
so true. I mean, and that's beautiful. I mean, it's 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 true that you can shift someone's state, and I, I think that's a great great way to put it. And uh, that's fantastic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna completely shift gears because that was fantastic, and I was like, I'm gonna just end it there. But let's talk <laughs> about adding digital digital marketing, like how people can because running an agency is tough. But if you have a, a group of people that you feel like you can help with digital marketing, I think a lot of them out there do, or you're just starting an agency and because you, you're, you have a channel that you know you can sell these services to, doing it, building it yourself is hard, but you, you have ways of, of building that out and scaling that up without actually them having to do anything, correct? Yeah, well, I don't know about not having to do anything. So everybody has to put some effort into effort into things. But th this is um, so we have we have our agency side of our business, and we also own some SaaS interests and things like that. But one of the um, channels in in our company is a white label implementation service and i have a lot of influencers and people that sell digital products that use this service and it's really cool it is a pain-free deal for me so the agency side it's fast moving it's a grind creative you know it's it's hard work you know it's hard work for everybody involved this other side not to take away from their efforts but as a business owner it just flows so smoothly you know and we, what we do is we train up um, for digital product offerings for influencers. Let's say that you're selling from a stage and you're selling a um, marketing automation system like Keeper Infusionsoft that's preloaded with your campaigns to help uh, coaches, as an example. Well, you get up on stage, you sell this, you've figured out that you can replicate the, these strategies relatively easy. And all of a sudden, uh, you're expecting to sell two and you sell 20 and you get three out the door and your people are pulling their hair out and you know you need more people and you can't find them. And then you get people into these systems and then the clients are saying, hey, this doesn't work. This doesn't work, you know, and it's ruining your reputation. So a lot of influencers get up on stage. They're talked into selling digital products or digital services and then they sell them and then guess what the people that are supposed to implement them and parlay them to their audience fall short and this is of no fault to the people that are attempting that i've spent the better part of a decade working on hiring processes and training processes to get um, implementation people that when a digital product is sold they implement it and customize it to the specific needs of that end user um, onboarding giving people information of how to get into the app etc cetera, etc cetera. training how you use it we want any product that we are uh, introducing people to we want to get them in quickly and get them using it quickly so that they don't churn there's no point in selling something that someone's going to cancel right and then ongoing help desk services and coaching services around those products. So I have like five or six different types of people who we train in the language and strategic understanding of these product offerings from various influencers. 
and they go in in a white labeled capacity and really act as members of their team. And I have to remind some of my own people who they work for, you know, because they're, they're so deeply ingrained in, you know, in, in these other cultures and everything. Um, and we have our, our management wrappers that make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be every day, uh, getting feedback loops from our clients to make sure that the level of quality is fantastic. Um, keeping in tune with they've got a big event that they're, you know, they may have, you know, 200 units sold in, in April that would, I can tool up for or prepare for different things like that with each client. There's a, it's a little different spin, but we've really come up with this scalable solution. That's really like many agencies for digital, digital products for people that don't want to spin up, and and build an agency they're just like dobbin i just want to sell i can sell all day long and i just want quality products delivered to my people and i want bagfuls of money delivered to me every month <laughs> is this or is this not a possibility and i'll be like this is a possibility you know um <laughs> It may not come in a bag, you know, it may be a wire transfer, it may be something else, but the, the loot the loot will be there and the customer satisfaction will be there. And that's what people want. So we've, uh, we've built a whole team around that. Right now I've got like 20 some people on that team. And these, mind you, this is what, this is an interesting point because some of you are probably thinking, oh, he's got a bunch of peeps over in Indonesia or the Philippines or whatever. No, these are like, people from North Georgia that we've trained here. These are Americans that um, work really hard. They certainly work at an economy and um, we've got a real family and a real community of people that are you know, close by that we can put our arms around culturally, that we can help them to grow. And we have transitions for people to become managers or other things in our company. So people may start off as an implementer and work their way up the chain and stuff like that. So they have an opportunity for a future. So we really pride ourselves on having an all American labor force for this, op for this opportunity. And what that also gives you not to bad mouth uh, foreign services, which I have, I'm not against, but the interesting thing is when we're communicating with localized clients and everything like that, um, people like to work with people that are like them, you know, or that sound like them or things like that. We don't have any language barriers or any of the things and the time frames, the time barriers and all of that sort of thing. Yep. So it's worked out. I'm getting a little bit long winded on it. I could go all day, but it's a really cool deal. That's been, uh, you know, it's, it, I've had a hundred percent satisfaction in that department. I'm very proud of the people that, that serve it. There's a woman that I always have to give credit to. Her name is Laura Garrett, and she's the director of that channel and has really been the godmother of that. Laura and I started out with one person, and now she's got this incredible, beautiful team that's doing millions and millions of dollars of um, implementation for in, incredible um, you know, presenters, thought leaders, influencers, et cetera. Love it. I love it. I mean, it's in, you know, if, if someone wants to add these services and, and, and because it, it makes sense in niches, right? It, you can duplicate it 
it, like if you're in a specific niche, if you influence a specific niche, you're selling several of the same things to the people that are the that are high quality. Um, but having someone implement it, like just having the package alone is helpful if you don't have someone to help them implement it and everything else, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's an art to building these uh, products. And so a lot of times when we're first getting into it with um, people, we'll also take a look at it, do an analysis of their product and make sure that it's, that it's properly de developed and tooled up for mass replication first. Then we map out every single little 10 second step that is involved in the implementation of it. Then we train the trainers of what each of those steps are. And then the trainers train the implementers and um, same thing with like help desk personnel or trainers or any of them. You know, we, we really want to make sure that the product is a quality product and that it's designed for mass replication. We take, we take something that's really complex and start chipping away at the time it takes to implement it. Five minutes here, 10 minutes here, 30 seconds there. And we refine it into something that becomes, first of all, less confusing, higher levels of quality assurance. And also we're able to lower the cost, which can either be of the product, which can either be passed on to the end user, the client, or can be added to the profitability of the thought leader or influencer that is promoting the product. So it's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. It can be added to the bag of money. Yeah. I always wanted to get a bag of money. People ask me like, hey, do you want a check or money? I'm like, just send me a suitcase of cash. No one ever does. So if anyone's listening to this wants to make my day, just send me a suitcase of cash. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a brown paper bag of money is always a beautiful thing to have at your doorstep. I heard a story and um, I heard a story that, um, and I wish I could remember the story, but, but um, somebody wanted Muhammad Ali to fight right it, at a at a location and i think it was overseas it may have been in, in africa as a matter of fact and a very one of his very famous fights and um his management just wouldn't agree with the finances of it like nope 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 well someone got it through their brilliant mind to approach Muhammad Ali with like a grocery bag full of cold cash <laughs> and, and they they put it down on the table in front of him he looked at this up and he was like I'm in you know and, then, uh, um, and the and and the fight went on so you know when I say you know bagfuls of money or a bag full of money um, that is a picture that goes quickly to people's minds and I tell you what I, I'm the first person to to tell you my weakness one of my weaknesses and I have many one of my weaknesses, bagfuls of money. If you want something from me, put it in front of me. You're likely to get a yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I wish I could remember it, but you know, I, one of my first jobs was selling cars. I was like 19, and uh, you know, I never got all like they had all these closes, but one of them was a vacuum cleaner. It was called the vacuum cleaner close, and I forget exactly why it was called that, but it was basically like putting stacks of money in front of someone and going. If I give you this, will you do this? And, and everyone's like, yes. Because if you told them $3,000, it's not, it's like a figure. But if you show them the money, like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. 
That's yeah, hard. exactly. I can make $3,000 look like a lot of money. I guarantee yeah. it. And it, respectfully, it is a lot of money. It uh, is. It is. Um, so speaking of marketing stories, like the season on the Garlic Marketing Show, we're talking marketing stories, marketing stories of failure, funny stories, crazy stories. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot because I didn't tell you, but I, I feel like you've got a, a few stories out there. Can you tell me one of your great marketing stories? If you're by the well, fireplace and everything, it's like fire, fireside chat without Buck. Yeah. So, well, this, this isn't, this, I, I do actually have a story and this won't give you any marketing Intel or anything, but um, so I'm honored to work with a, another, I work with other agencies and other, you know, people that are, are similar to us, you know, cause I can provide support for them. And so a genius and a wonderful man that I've been honored to work with for seven or eight years now is um, out of the Northwest. His name is Michael King. And he yeah. is the preeminent marketer for LASIK surgery centers. Okay. So he specializes in being able to drive people into LASIK surgery centers to get their, their eyes laser beamed. I like my glasses. So I, I'm not getting in line for that, no matter how good his marketing is, but He's been very successful. Now and then he'll come to the backwoods of North Georgia and visit me and we'll do like a full day strategy session and work through new ideas, new products, new directions we want to go through with his um, with his strategies. And so when people come and do business with me, what I like to do is if we're going to spend a day doing strategy, then we need to spend another day either fly fishing or hiking or adventuring in the backwoods of North Georgia. And I think some people don't even want to do business with me. They just want to go fly fishing a lot of times. <laughs> no, I, I want to do business with you too, but fly fishing for sure. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, they'll, they'll come for, for a full day session or a two day session or whatever, because, you know, at the end of it, we're going to be doing some adventuring, you know, and, and you get the business end of it and all of that, that out of it. But anyway, he comes to town. We get done with our business. I'm like, He's like, Dobbin, I want to see something cool. And I'm like, oh, brother, I know where there's like a 50-foot a waterfall out in the middle of the woods with a beautiful swimming pool in the body. It's all hard rock. It's not like sandy. It's like glacial almost in North Georgia. It's just beautiful. And there's big trout in it. And it's just so picturesque. And no tourists, no nothing, right? He's like, dude, I'm in. I'm like... It's not even that bad of a hike. We're going to probably hike, you know, a couple miles to get to it through the woods. He's like, great, let's do it. Boom, 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 boom. We're riding out into the woods of North Georgia. And to get to the trail to go to my secret waterfall, you have to cross some private property. Now, there's an old shack there, and I've never seen anybody there. And I normally just walk across the shack onto a trail boom, boom, and proceed on to this beautiful waterfall. Well, this particular time, you know, not to be derogatory, but there's a bunch of people out back of this shack that sort of look like Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, popping beers and, and I'm like, man, they must, you know, own the place or whatever. So I'm like, listen, dude, normally I'd cut through here let's cross over this river let's go to the other side that we'll go along the woods till we get past these people 
so we aren't going through their property and then we'll cross the river again and get onto the trail he's like game on all right you lead the way dobbin i'm like no problem bro we cross the river and then we're going across in front of these people and all of a sudden gunfire erupts we're getting shot at <laughs> by <laughs> these you know these north georgia wild men you know oh. i sort of look i you know i sort of look like i might fit in with them or something you know but <laughs> I, I i figure that's my i don't you know, know who this guy is <laughs> yeah i've i've got my my passport you know my beard here and um but sure enough it's like holy shit i cannot believe it and i'm like dude listen whatever you do don't run just stay right behind me we're gonna keep we're gonna walk just follow me and we're we're gonna get through this you know and um and yeah so you know these guys were like firing through the woods and even if they were just trying to freak us out or something you know they've been drinking and all it's very easy when you're trying like you know you could just shoot somebody right yeah it, it could happen very easily just leave it right there you know nobody's <laughs> gonna find it and um and so you know so anyway my my client michael king you know when he speaks from stage and everything he often tells the story of coming to visit me and uh, getting shot at in the in the uh backwoods of north georgia i was at traffic and conversion conference not this one which i just went to but before covid the one before and he was um he was speaking there and uh, up on the stage he you know had like a picture of me and and told the the story of <laughs> of going to work with Dobbin and uh, getting shot at. I don't think that that got me too many clients that day, but it got a lot of laughs. <laughs> so obviously you didn't die, but you, you, no, made, you, made it, you made it out, nothing happened? Well, on the way back out, then I was like, hey, we can't go anywhere near this, but you know, if we just go this direction through the woods, I think we're gonna hit the main road. Obviously, I was a little bit turned around. So we wound up probably walking five miles through the woods till we found our way out. But you know what? It was a bonding experience that Michael and I will never forget. We're that much closer as a result of it. And yes, we're both in one piece. Yes. <laughs> so note to self, don't let it go fishing. No hikes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if we go fly fishing in North Georgia, we can just hop in my backyard or, you know, yeah. go downstream a little ways. But, uh, you know, there are some locations that, you know. And, um, and uh, so, Dobbin, this has been amazing. Uh, GetYouWired.com uh, is the best place to find you. And someone can call. You get a free hour consultation too, correct? If someone goes over there. Yeah, our team, my team can give you a free hour consultation. Um, if, uh, if, if any of you out there want to connect directly with me um, on Facebook, I'm Dobbin Buck. Um, on Instagram, I'm a Dobbin Buck. And as a matter of fact, at Dobbin is my handle on Instagram. You will see no marketing material. You will see no fish. digital marketing stuff. It's just me and beautiful fish from around the world. But uh, you can message me on that. I'm, I think I'm the only Dobbin Buck in the free world, so I'm easy to find. Message me. I'd love to get to know you. If, uh, if it's right for me to connect directly with you, love to do it. If it's better for you to connect with a member of my team, I'll be sure to connect you with the right person. But I love meeting new people. I love making new friends um, and uh, just, you know, ex ex expanding the, the goodwill, you know? I love it, Dobbin. Well, th thank you so much. And, yeah, if you like fishing at all, 
you got to check out his Instagram. He's, he's got some amazing fish, especially, you know, flats fishing with fly, fly fishing. Caught some amazing fish. Fun to watch. Um, and I, I love his Instagram for non-marketing reasons. Uh, but Dobbin, thank you so much for being on the show, sharing all your wisdom. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Ian. And uh, thank you all for taking Dobbin and I on your journey. Make sure to check out Dobbin, connect with him, let him know you saw him here. And uh, this has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.